You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes, known as Queen Aerie, because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. Like the Bible says that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Today, we are going to be talking about beyond the surface, and I pray that this message blesses you powerfully. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for this time to come before your people, to be able to share a message to them that will change their hearts, that will change their inner man to become a better version of themselves. I thank you, Father God, that everybody that is supposed to tune in, that they are tuned in to hear what it is that you're saying and that literally lives begin to change as we begin to release this message. I thank you, Father, for using me mightily for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, today we're going to be talking about beyond the surface is where we need to go. Um, it's so imperative that we talk about going beyond the surface, and this definitely hits home for me. You know, oftentimes we, we live in a world that only is more concerned about the outer appearance of a person and take very little time to deal with what is going on on the inside of a man, a person. And if we remind ourselves within the Bible, Jesus addressed this type of, of, of action. He addressed this type of behavior multiple times throughout the Bible with the Pharisees. The reason Jesus was so able and uh, able to easily connect with those who really didn't know him or who weren't uh, more so followers of the law was because they were not afraid to come to him as they were. They knew something was going on on the inside of them. They knew their lives needed to change. So they came to Jesus. This is a huge difference from those who want to hide stuff on the inside and the outside is all beautified. And those who are saying, God, I'm ready. I'm ready for change. I'm ready for you to heal me. I'm ready for you to go beyond the surface. And this is where God wants us to be. Our inner secrets, as I call it, or loud secrets, as it's called within my book, The Loud Secret, we have to understand that in order for something to be healed, things must be revealed. God desires for us to be whole, spirit, soul, and body, as he mentions in 3 John 1 and 2. It's time to deal with our soul health, you guys, especially as the church. You know, I'll stand up and say it. We have to, again, be the first example for people to follow. How can they have a good example if we don't set it? We have to allow ourselves to go forth through the soul restoration process, the soul healing process, so that they could want their, their souls healed as well. My question to you is, what have you allowed to take your soul captive? This is personal time. This is time to look within the mirror because we have to be willing to work on a greater version of ourselves. And again, I said that this is the time. And I say that because, again, a lot of people are in, a, in positions or places that they've never been before. However, there is more time that we have to ourselves. And during these times, we have to be willing to work on what God is saying work on. Because, again, there is a harvest out there waiting but our hearts have to be right. Is your heart right for God to be able to use you? This right here is definitely a message of love and, and encouragement 
And I am a testimony that you definitely can go from a place of brokenness to wholeness and then to prosperity. You literally can have more than what you started with. And God specializes in fixing broken pieces. You guys, all too often um, we've heard the, the saying or the belief that what goes on in this house stays in this house. And what I want to tell you is that that is a dangerous place to be in, especially, again, if we're um, talking about the church, we have to deal with things in order for that healing to take place. No longer sweep things under the rug and, and, you know, go forth like everything is good. No, the inner healing that God desires for us to have is now. I want to ask you, have you ever found yourself going through the same negative patterns in life and you just couldn't figure out why? It's because God wants to get your attention. He wants to get your attention with the way that you think. He wants to get your attention again so that inner healing can take place today. This is your time for greater. This is your time for deliverance. And I, I do feel it, uh, led to say this, especially when it, when it comes to talking about going beyond the surface. There have been many people that have been living under word curses that have been spoken to them over the womb, spoken to them from past, spoken to them um, over when they were youth. We have to understand that Jesus died on the cross so that any curses would be broken and we don't have to live a cursed life. You guys, Galatians 3.13 reminds us that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written this part right here. Curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. I want to ask you, how many of us are not living in the fullness of what God said is ours? Do we really believe in life that we can have better? Regardless of what you've been through in the past, at this particular moment, I want this to be a transparent moment. I want you to ask yourself, do I believe that I can have better than what I have right now? I want you to be real. Are you living beneath what God has intended for you to have? This is this is a good a get real message. Like I said before, this is a personal message, a look in the mirror message, because God wants us to deal with self first and talking about go, um, going beyond the surface and um, talking about people that live beneath what they should have. It reminds me of the story of Meshibaphat. Um, this story is in Second Samuel verse nine, and I'm going to start there and we're going to read through that and see what God is saying during this time. It says, David asks, is there anyone still left in the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? And it says, now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. They summoned him to appear before David and the king said to them, are you Ziba at your service? He replied, the king asked, is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to show that whom I can show kindness to? And Zebut answered the king and said, there is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Verse four, where is he? The king asked. Zeba said, he is in the house, the house of Mekar, son of Amiel in Lodabar. So King David had him brought from Lodabar 
from the house of Mikhar, son of Amiel, when Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, at your service, he replied. Then he said, don't be afraid. David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, what is your servant that you shall notice a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Ziba, uh, Saul's steward, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and your servants are to farm the land for him and bring in the crops so that your master's grandson may be provided for. And Mephibosheth, grandsons um, of your master, will always eat at my table." The Bible says, now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, your servant will do whatever my Lord, the king commands his servant to do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's son. Mephibosheth had a son named Michael or Mika, and all of the members of Ziba's household were servants of Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table, but he was lame in both feet. There's a lot that uh, I just read about within that passage, but I wanted to read it so that we can really grab a hold of what God is trying to show us or what he is showing us throughout this time. And so we have to understand that Mephibosheth was from the lineage of Saul. We're talking about living beneath where God want you to. Saul was dead and Jonathan was dead. But we have to understand that he had already came from royalty. But after his family died, he then was living in bondage. He was living in fear. Listen, he was living beneath where he should have been. How many of you are living beneath from where God has told you to be in? You have to be real with yourself, stand up and say, I am going to get what God has for me this day. It says that he was living in Lodabar, and that place was a, a place of, of impoverishment, a place of living beneath of what he should have been living in. And I want to remind you this part as well. No matter what, you, what type of family line you came from, as a believer, your inheritance is in Christ. I want to remind you that you can have a better life. And, you know, so reading about this uh, passage, it reminds me that David was a type and shadow of um, Jesus to come. And this is how we're going to connect this with you and I. Uh, David stood in the gap as a redeemer for Mephibosheth, regardless of the past that he had with King Saul, um, which, you know, now David was king, David yet covered Mephibosheth. He reminded him that he was going to keep his promises. And God wants you to know that he keeps his 
promises, what Jesus died on the cross for was to redeem you, was for your healing, was for your deliverance. You no longer have to hide your inner secrets. You can reveal them so that you can be healed and really embrace the place at the king's table. This is your time to be repositioned to the king's table, to understand that you are a co-heir with Christ. Mephibosheth, even though he was lame in both feet, he had been through trauma, his family was dead, he was there. God still said he worked through David and he restored him back to proper place. Listen, God is saying, I'm going to restore you back to proper place, but you have to allow me to work in you and through you. And so God wants us to know because we have accepted him as well, we no longer have to live in bondage, you guys. We don't have to live in bondage because it's not our birthright. Liberty is, freedom is our birthright. And so um, the great inheritance, inheritance, again, that God has for us, it includes healing and deliverance. And so this message, again, it hit home for me. My ministry is based off of reminding people that even though they have been through, you know, um, hellish incidents, hell and traumatic past, that that does not mean that they can't live free right now. My ministry is to help people understand that you can have a better tomorrow. Your past does not define you. God has already done that. God defines us in what we go through. It does not remove our value because God is who has given us our value. You can be free and healed, you guys. We have to understand that what we go through, what we have gone through, has literally been used to refine our character for where we are going. It's not a coincidence that you're standing, still standing. It's not a coincidence that I am still standing. We have to understand God's desire for us to be healed, God's desire for us to be whole. But when we go through the process of soul restoration and soul healing, are you willing right now to be transparent? And so when, when talking about this, again, just thinking about David, his story, all the stuff that he went through, he went through so much, but you know what? He never gave up on God because he knew God was faithful. He had a relationship with God. God had shown him who he was before. He allowed God to go in and to do the inner healing that was needed. Also, David is a great reminder for us that he repented when he needed to, and he got it together. We're reminded in Psalms 23 when um, David says, for he restores my soul. The soul is comprised of the mind, the will, and the emotions. And David understood that through all the turmoil, through the stress, through unfortunate situations, that he would need soul restoration, that he would need healing. And so we have to begin to look at that as an example so that we can go forth and follow that same pattern that David did. If you have gone through something we must ask God to restore us, you guys. I want to go a bit deeper. And so, as I mentioned before, we're talking about going beneath the surface. The surface. 
um, it's time to deal with those loud secrets. And you may be asking exactly, well, what is that? And so in my book called The Loud Secret, I advise that a loud secret is an issue that not, has not been dealt with for an extended period of time. And now your behaviors, your action, and your speech, it reflects that something is not healed and that something needs to be dealt with. So the thing that is supposed to be a secret that you have been carrying actually is crying out for help. It's crying out for bail. It wants to be free. And so this reminds me of, of course, my story, as some of you already know, it was uh, being healed from sexual abuse you know, as a youth and experiencing that being uncomfortable, uh, experiencing just internalizing everything for pretty much over 20 years. I didn't tell people what happened to me, but my actions did on a daily basis, even though I was trying to keep quiet what happened with me being so rude to everybody, being so angry, being unforgiving, being very mean, being hard to even hold a conversation with and more, it really showed everybody that something's going on, something needs to change in her life. And it was, you know, it was kind of sad Look, thinking back to it, I definitely was living in a place beneath what God was having for me or had for me because I didn't allow him at that moment to um, take me through my healing process. And so as people began to even approach me, there would be this just strong offense that was always there. And, and there were even times I'm telling off on myself, you guys, because I'm not that person that I used to be. But God has restored me. He has allowed me to be a greater version of myself. But I would go off. I would be ready to fight people regardless of what size I was or regardless of what size they were. And the reason was because there was so much hurt going on the inside of me. You know, when people try to get into relationships with me, I would literally self-sabotage it and push them away because I, I didn't know how to receive love in a healthy manner, you guys. It's sad, but I didn't. I, at that time, did not underst understand that I had came from royalty regardless of what happened in my family line. But even talking to a family member, I understood that it was a generational curse that was trying to repeat itself because my mom had dealt with the same thing when she was younger. And so I had to realize that regardless of the family line of coming from abuse as well, God was saying that, guess what? You can accept my royal lineage. You can accept um, being a co-heir with Christ. He was saying that I can give you greater. I can give you better. And so um, everything, every negative behavior that I was showing again, was because I was hurt. It was from the abuse. It was from the uncertainties. It was really rooted from the fear that was had just taken residence on the inside of me. I'm telling you, it, fear had became an actual person in my life. It was that strong, and God had to break that thing by accepting his love. God had to take me through my healing process, but guess what? It didn't happen without my permission. It really did not happen without my permission. Um, permission, you guys, we have to be willing to allow God to take us through those uncomfortable places. And so 
you know, I'm sharing this because I know that this is going to help other people, but I literally began to have flashbacks about the sexual abuse incidences. And as it was happening at that moment, I would hurry up and I would start thinking about something else because it was uncomfortable because I wanted to talk myself out of agreeing or believing that it happened. I would switch my thoughts and then I would think about something else. However, it continued to happen until I began to say, you know what, the fact is it did happen. And it doesn't define me. It was actually trying to hold me in bondage. But God was saying, listen, I've redeemed you. I've, I died for you so that you could be free. And so at that point, I had to learn that my healing and my deliverance process was when I was going through it, I felt all types of emotions. But when I was going through it, it wasn't for me to judge or to hate the people that did it to me. It took it took a lot, you guys. Um, I don't believe in uh blame shifting, pointing fingers at, at everybody. I didn't always think this way, but God had to show me. He said, it's not so that you could hate the purge, the people. It's not so that you could blame them, but he was trying to allow me to know that um, it was time to release that ugliness out of my heart and that he had better for my life. Literally, God was showing me that I could forgive the perpetrators. I could forgive the people that did it to me and then have conversations with them like it never happened. He was showing me what the real uh, definition of the true love of God was so that I could be free in order to help someone else, you guys. And so listening to what I'm saying, your situation it didn't doesn't necessarily have to be from sexual abuse. It could be from a previous divorce, a previous breakup, uh, you know, a physical abuse, being abandoned, experiencing loss. You guys, all of these events, they exude or give off some type of trauma. And when I talk about trauma, I want to give you this definition, um, you know, because some people may say, yeah, I've been through this and I've been through that, but, you know, I, I don't deal with trauma. No, it's real, you guys, and we need to to face it and receive what God has done and what he has already said for our lives. And so the definition, two definitions of trauma, it says from dictionary.com, an experience that produces psychological injury or pain. That's, that's, oof. And then the second definition says a body wound or a shock produced by sudden physical injury as from violence or an accident. You all with that said, our brains could be affected by holding on to trauma. As I've talked about in a, uh, another episode, we were created to think healthily. We were created to think in a healthy manner. And because of certain things that we experience in life, it can shift our perspective. It can try to change the way that we're supposed to think. And when we experience trauma, it literally can change brain chemistry, which is our perspective. But you have to understand that God is saying that I will realign you. I will give you my perspective and put you back into perfect alignment with me. And so it really uh, can change our lives and this is why I'm talking about going beneath the surface. I'm talking about dealing with the things that are uncomfortable because it's time for us to be healed and to go and grow to that next level where God is calling for us to be. And so if, if it, you know, I had to take uh, the word of God and I had to allow God to lead me to get further help in my life, then I began to see more results, you guys. I had to go through the process that God was telling me to go through. 
And so I attended, just for instance, and I'm not saying that your process is going to look exactly the same like my process did. However, I had to attend deliverance sessions because this thing was deeply rooted for over 20 years. And I also began to speak to spiritual leaders about what had gone on during those years and during that those times. And then I went to counseling and I'll let you know that I still do. I made it part of my lifestyle because guess what? I wanted to be free. We have to understand that even the Bible talks about when an unclean spirit leaves a person, it'll leave for a while, but then it'll try to come back and enter in. And if that person allows it to enter in, it's coming back and it's going to bring seven, you know, spirits greater or whatever. It's going to be a multiplied, um, uh, multiplied back with the issues of what they were experiencing from the initial incident. And so this is why I said, I have chosen to make it part of my lifestyle to remain free by going to counseling, by constantly talking to spiritual leaders, doing what's necessary for my freedom, for my healing. I uh, then began to believe and understand that my healing was just as important as my outer health. It's easy to see somebody all beautified on the outside and say, wow, they look good. And, and sometimes people envy, but you never know what a person is going through on the inside. And so I want to share these five things that help me to get through my process, but I had to understand this first. Number one, I had to, again, this is a mirror check. I had to admit that I needed help. I had to be willing to look in the mirror regardless of how uncomfortable I had became. I had to, number two, understand that deliverance was for me and get an understanding of God's love. I want to let you know, when you really get a true revelation of God's love, your whole life will begin to change. I talk about in my book that love saved me, and it is that's the truth. Number three, I had to identify the issues that needed to be dealt with. Fear could not stay and to prevent me from getting what God wanted me to have. I had to, number four, be willing to get the help I needed, no longer hiding it or rejecting it. And then I had to renew my mind daily in order to maintain my deliverance, to be active in maintaining what God has given me. And so... You guys, I'm sharing this because I believe this message is going to touch and is touching many of you today. If you feel like this was for me, I want you guys right now to call the prayer line number that is on the screen and speak to someone that can pray for you today. This is your time for a great deliverance and healing. Then I want you to begin to seek God um, further on what path that you're to take. I feel led to share this. I believe that there are a lot of men out there who are full of hurt, who have gone through some detrimental things and you're going around like you're macho. You're going around nonstop like you don't have feelings. But God is saying that this is your day today that you can begin to be free. We have to understand that men deal with issues as well. We have to break any lies or stigmas that are attached to machoism that allow men to not be healed. Listen, men need to be healed as well. And healing is for everyone. You guys. I pray and believe that this message, it is touching you powerfully. I understand as I went through my healing and deliverance, my mind was healed from going through mental anguish, being delivered from um, uh, thoughts of perversion, being delivered from um, anything that wasn't of God. But it started with me agreeing that I could be healed. So I want to say this in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, all curses are broken today, right now. And the lies and bondage that has attempted to plague you 
you over the years is broken right now in the name of Jesus. You have to understand that the Lord rebuked anything from hell that attempted to come against your life or that will attempt to come against it. I need you to come into agreement and believe and receive what Jesus has already done for you has happened and effective and go and grow through your process. You are needed. The harvest is plentiful. I'm going to continue to say that. Let God use you heal. I want to open this time up for those who want to receive God. Just repeat after me and you could be in the family of God. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for sending your only begotten son. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come in and make me new. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. Jesus, be my Lord and personal Savior. I'm ready to live my life for you. I ask you that your Holy Spirit enters in so I can continually be led into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that, I'm celebrating with you. You guys keep supporting HSBN, and remember to renew your mind. It is the gold mine. Love you guys. Empower me with Aerie.